Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name's Dustin. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. My name is Jay. We are just two guys learning to live and grow in recovery. We are sober members of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we find it important to tell you that we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We're just a couple of guys trying to stay sober and maybe, just maybe, help someone else along the way. Maybe. I'd like to point out that we are not experts. We are not here to teach you anything either. We want to share experience, strength, and hope, and possibly inspire, and have some healthy but sometimes difficult conversations about recovery. So, join us, Relating in Recovery Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Dustin. Hey, Dustin. How you doing, man? Hey, not too bad. Uh, my name is Jay. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Hey, Jay. What's what's up? Uh, we got a really amazing guest in the in the studio today. Hey, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Stacy. I'm an addict and an alcoholic. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Welcome. Oh man. Oh man. So what's up? You want? What do you want to talk about today? I I don't know. I thought we had something planned. <laughs> Are you trying to like mix it up on me now? You I throw just, me a curveball? I figured a little banter might might be healthy. Banter? What does that even mean? Uh, you're the guy looking up things in the dictionary. Now you're not gonna. You don't even. What's banter? I, I don't think I know that one. I just said it though. Are you feeling pressure right now? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Your face is really red. <laughs> Stop it. Good. Now I'm starting to feel pressure. Hi <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. Listen. Um, today we're gonna we're gonna tackle something that's kind of uh, probably gonna be very uh, intimate and personal to you. Um, the reality is, is let me ask you before we even begin, do you think I'm doing a good job? Yeah, I'd say not bad. Yeah? yeah. Do you think I'm doing a good job, Stace? Absolutely. So what am I looking for here? Validation? I think so. Do it like, so I can sit here all day and pretend like I don't care what that person thinks. I don't care. But come on. Do I though? We all do a little bit, right? In, in subconscious or conscious or which one? Or both? A oh. sense of a sense of needing, like this belonging, this this acceptance from other people, this this thing. Like, is it's is it real to you? Yeah, it's definitely real to me. It's it's something that I'm I'm working one day at a time to try to correct into a, a healthy way, right? Okay, let me give you an example. Okay. So, okay, we could like we could spin off on this all day, man. We could go all, so many different directions, right? Right, Stace. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I text you about 8 million uh, yeah. reasons that I sought it and how. Right? Like, there's a lot of avenues we could go down with this. But I mean, look, um, I look for validation from my parents, my partners, my children, my coworkers, the stranger at the grocery store, you people listening on this podcast, my brother in law over there. I look for validation. Now, the question is, is how much weight do I put into that validation in, in, as far as um, creating something within me that matters, right? Do I define myself based on your validation? I don't know. I hope not. Hopefully not, yeah. Right? But I mean, but is it a real thing? 100%. You know, and I didn't realize how much of a real thing it was until I went to have this beautiful experience yesterday. This beautiful experience, bro. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. I told you about it already. Yep. So it's not going to be new to you. Nope. But it's cool. Should I share it with them? 
I think so. I think uh, it's great. All right. My dad's going to be listening. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I grew up in this in this environment where I always wanted to be um, recognized and praised by my father. Because I don't know if it was because I didn't feel like I got it or if it was just something that I longed for or what, what, the, what the, 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 the part of my brain that was telling my part of my heart that's telling the part of my soul, the, telling me the part of my being that needed that. But I felt like I needed that and I wasn't getting it. Even if I was, I was blocking it out and I was telling myself I wasn't, right? Yeah. Because as it turns out, I was. But I just didn't see it. Right? I, didn't, I, I didn't feel it, you know? And I think that's a lot of alcoholics and addicts in the world. They often say, you know, I felt different growing up, right? I felt just felt separate. Separate. I just didn't feel like enough, you know? Yeah. And I think that was just it. But I would, I was my, the only environment I could equate to would be the one at home, which would be me and my father's dynamic. Right. So I had this 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 disconnect and this disconnect sort of really took flight in my teenage years. But at the same time, so did my alcoholism and my drug addiction. So therefore, I became selfish, self-centered, you know, um, uh, hurtful, angry, uh, defiant and all the above, all the characters, flaws and defects that come along with that. Right. So anyways, all my life from that point on until until uh, several years ago, I just felt like I just needed some form of validation. But yet. In truth, I never really gave my father a whole lot of reason to validate any of my behaviors. In fact, I pushed him away. You know? My mom held on. My dad, he withdrew. Mm-hmm. And I get that, man. But he made us, he said something to me yesterday that, that changed my perception. Right? It caused me a shift. Game changer. It was a game changer. And he, he very subtly reminded me, you know, and, that, and whether it was the wording that he used, but, the, but the, the, the way it was phrased to me, it, was, it made me realize, you know, to a reminder that I'm a father too. And that my dad and me at one point were quite close, you know. And I immediately remembered throwing the baseball in the backyard with him around the charcoal barbecue, you know, those old Webers. And I remember, like, having running races up and down the backyard. And I remember building the tent with him in the backyard, the old canvas ones. And I remember all these little events all of a sudden. I remember him camping, uh, doing the Rice Krispie Squares for like 100 Cub Scouts. He, he always volunteered his time. He never missed a hockey practice at 7 in the morning on a Saturday. Never missed a game. Drove other kids to the games. My dad was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I had this part of my brain that said it, that, he, that, 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 that he wasn't measuring up to something. But realistically, it was because I was responding. What does it say in the big book, right? We react when someone else steps on our, our toes. We react. What's the saying? You're my guy. Um, it's not coming to me right now. You put me on the spot. <laughs> Get your dictionary out. So I ended up on um, <laughs> we react when someone steps on our toes and we react, you know, and we're surprised by their reaction, right? When we step on their toes of our fellows. Yeah. And I'm surprised by the reactions that, that I got from my father. But meanwhile, I was pushing him away, pushing him away, hurting from him, stealing from him, lying to him, hurting his wife. I hurt my mom so much. I was hurting his wife so much, right? And, and I had this moment yesterday where, where there was a shift and then I, he gave me a, 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 an I love you and an appraisal of my behaviors and a reminder that the last four years of my life has certainly been the best four years of my life. And I had this moment where my heart just sang, you know, I got that <laughs> feeling, I started feeling good, and I felt really good, right? Yeah. And, I, and I longed for that for so long. But what quickly happened was I realized once I got that validation, it wasn't that I needed the validation from my dad. Hmm. I needed the connection with my dad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? I just needed the connection because the rest of the day and the before the day, we had a fluid <laughs> conversation, not forced. Everything was beautiful, you know? And I was making a living amends while I was there. I was doing little jobs for him and doing things that I could finally do for him because guess what? 
I'm reliable and responsible today. <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> still, it's still shocking. Right? So I thought we could touch on that. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. All right. Do you have anything experience with that? Yeah, no, totally. I, I just listening to you there. It's uh, it's interesting, right? Because like I, I was in a, a treatment center when I first got sober, and I was taught that you know that I was constantly seeking validation, right? And and I knew that I was because I I knew I, the only thing I probably knew in my head is that I, I just wanted you to like me. Yeah. Right. I just I just always wanted you to like me. What I didn't know that it was. It, the reason why I wanted you to like me is it had to do with me not liking me. Um, you know, I, I wanted I wanted your acceptance all the time, and now in recovery, recovery, you just touched on it. What I what I realized I needed was that connection, right? Mm-hmm. I, I needed actual connection Beautiful. with with people, with with my fellows. Right. And then through recovery, I've been and you know the process of the twelve steps, I've been able to rebuild the my self worth, my self esteem, and start to like me. And so suddenly I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not looking outside anymore so much, right? Trying, like, I still like it when people like me, don't of get course, me wrong, like, absolutely. You know, but I, I'm not relying on it like I was before, right? In, in an unhealthy way. Okay, and, before we, before we, I get, before I, well, I, I was going to say, I don't mean to cut you off, but of course I do because I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> ben, I'm going to come to Stacey, but I want to ask you, what about social media? What about likes? That's, that's What about likes and versus love versus care? Yeah. Like, these things, they, they have no merit, but yet they carry merit. Yeah. You I, know? I just, I'm reading a book about that right now. Well, not about that, but it touches on social media and, and cell phone usage. Uh, shout out to Russell Brand. Uh, that guy's Russell. amazing. Amazing. You know, he gives a lot of perspective in his, in his new book. And um, that's one of the things he touches on, right? Is uh, using the 12 steps like to help you with your phone addiction. Because that's one way for me that I've got you know, so reliant, right? We have this, you know, Facebook, Facebook site. And I talk to other guys in recovery and it's just, I, I'm always on my phone. And, and when I'm on my phone, I'm not with my kids. Right. You know, I'm not in the moment with my wife. Forget and it, yeah. so I'm not present in my own life because, you know, I'm, am I looking for likes? I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going through that. I, I don't think I'm dependent on you liking me on Facebook, but I sure like it. Funny. Interesting. Because that's our literally, that's almost you're describing our addiction when we were still out using, mm-hmm. because I don't think, I don't feel, I don't believe. Hmm. I don't know. It's very I'm cool. just saying, right. I mean, uh, are we, because we're longing for that validation? Yeah. I'm just saying, right? It's, it's interesting. I'm guilty. There's actually a good show out now called uh, The Social Dilemma. Oh, Netflix. And absolutely. I've heard about and this. it, and it really it. talks about the addiction and how the computer companies and social media sites play into that. They want you to spend more time on your phone. They want you to, you know, look at how many likes you have and look at how many friends you have and friend requests and, thing, and, and just how that's so innate in our personalities right. to be seeking that. Seeking that. What's your experience with validation? You're, you're, you're a young lady in recovery. You must have some history. <laughs> see, right there, young, you just gave me some validation when I'm not. <laughs> but see, there's validation and then, and then, there's, and then there's honesty. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, no, I, I certainly identify in, in regards to parents, uh, particularly my dad as, as a girl, right. you know, growing up and everything. Um, and it's funny that... I too felt that I never really fit in. I never really belonged with other people. Um, I remember being in school and, you know, you'd go hang out with the 
girls and you'd play Barbies and you'd get in a big fight and then they'd kick you out of their house and I'd be like, girls are so mean. Like, and then the next day they'd call you up and go, yeah, you want to come over and play Barbies? And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, I don't want to play with you. And I just, I just really never understood, I guess, the rules or how things worked. But it's funny how, you know, your first thought of yourself comes from what other people ah, think about you. Right? What kids think about yeah. you, what your parents think about you, what your teachers think about you. Your sense of self comes from outside, that Imagine. external. So it makes sense to me why we're always seeking validation because that's where our sense of self came from right. in the first place when yeah, we are right. kids. And if you're the last kid picked for that softball right. team, right? What happens to that kid, right? Yeah. You know, he spends his whole life trying to be not that kid. Yeah. Never measuring up. Wow. Shapes how you feel about Incredible. yourself. Yeah, right? And that. you know, the steps yeah. have been really God great. Shot. <laughs> the steps have been really great about like, you know, me finding out about myself and those patterns and why I seek it. Um, and it was based on a lot of those early relationships. The relationship with my dad um, certainly affected as a woman how I sought men's attention and men's validation. Right. And, you know, hard to talk about because, you know, a lot of sense of shame and guilt acting out in sexual behaviors right. and things to seek that validation as sure. a woman. And I think that like that's a really hard thing in recovery to get up and tell your story and talk about, you know, why I am this way or why I behaved that way because right. of the guilt attached to it. Imagine, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 really cool when you like like as it relates to the steps, right? When you get get that stuff down on paper and you, you look at it and just, it, it can really change your perspective of who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of us, speak for myself, you know, I found out I wasn't as bad as I thought I was on the inside, right? And and now I I, I saw the, the you know, the, the certain ways I was acting that I didn't like and, you know, one day at a time I get a chance to correct that behavior now, right? Mm. And after stringing a couple couple days together now I'm I'm becoming a completely different person right and I I, I like me today you know what I like I'm trying I'm trying you're anyways right <laughs> you're, you're a very likable guy well. you give it him validation yeah <laughs> validation slash so this is this is interesting because that's the where's the line then right right yeah. where's the line so like because I don't know if I think it's all about in the internal seeking part right like because we're going to get okay so on the flip side of that right I, I, I don't know if any one of our listeners have ever heard of imposter syndrome, right? Mm. Imposter syndrome yes. is basically a, um, the opposite. So the more you get validated, the more you retreat from that validation, right? The more you, do, you, you justify it and rationalize and give excuses for that, you know, instead of buying into the, to the actual validation you're receiving. I had a, um, really good marks in school, man. Really good marks. I had really good marks. And... Uh, but I'm a high school, I'm a, I'm a grade nine dropout, man, and a federal inmate. Like, I, I should not, I had no business getting these kind of marks in my mind. And I got these really good marks, but I was hanging out with the teacher. We were good friends. We were, we'd have coffee and we talked all the time for hours after class, like buddies. And in that class, I got like a 99. And immediately, my first thought wasn't, and then, don't get me wrong, I worked my ass off in that class. I worked my ass off in all the classes. I was like way slower than the rest of the students in typing, and I but I but I had I really wanted to get my point across. I I, I write like I talk, just I, except unfortunately I write slow. <laughs> so this is a problem for me. Anyways, the point is, is I got this mark, and my first thought was, oh, that that's because the teacher really liked me, yeah. not because oh my god I worked my ass off, mm -hmm. right? 
So like there is not a flip side to the validation. It. Yeah, and I'm not worthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm, I'm seeking something that won't be fulfilled anyways. So there lies the dilemma. Yeah. Right? And I noticed it yesterday. I got the validation that I thought I'd longed for for 47 years. I got it straight in my face with a full heart and tear, eyes full of tears. And as soon as I got it, I realized, like, I loved it. Best moment maybe of my entire adult life. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not what I needed. I just thought it was. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's something I've worked on, you know, that relationship with my, my father, too. I really identify with that, you know, teenage years and drinking and drugging and really pushed him away. And, you know, he kicked me out of the house. I remember thinking, you know, you weren't there for me. You abandoned me. Um, when I needed you the most, when I was the sickest, but I mean, he was really protecting himself yeah. and, and I couldn't see that. So years later, you know, being in the program and trying to work my steps and make amends and, um, I started to kind of have this relationship with him and it started out, you know, phone calls. We were just talking cause he lived miles away. We were just talking once in a while and, you know, quickly it became weekly phone calls. And he wasn't giving me that validation that I saw it. And then I quickly realized that wasn't what I was seeking. I was seeking to have a relationship with him. And I was able to accept him for who he was, not, hey, I'm proud of you or, hey, good for you, you know, like what I wanted as a child for sure. Um, but I was doing this as part of my program, of part of being a good daughter and part of being a good person. It wasn't about getting something in return from him. Right. And in, as, as a result, you, you got something in return. That relationship. <laughs> so Absolutely. I, I mean, it, sir, it took years, it. but I mean, yeah, yeah, now I have this great relationship with my dad and it isn't based on that. I actually feel like sometimes I'm more there for him than, than he is Wild. for me. Wild. Yeah. Like a shift, right? In, yeah. in that whole thing. I almost feel like I can, I mean, it, I know it was literally just the, the crevice, right? Just coming over the crevice. But I feel like there was a shift yesterday in my relationship with that. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like now I can be there for him. Yeah. And I've never been in that position where he even felt me, where I even felt like he wanted me to be there for him. Yeah. And now I feel like I, not only does he want me to be there for him, I can be there for him. And that's huge. You're present. You know, talk about usefulness to others. Hey, those promises are pretty cool, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Those 10 step promises are no joke. It's a result, you know, obviously a result of the work we do, right? Definitely. It's, it's weird, like, to be someone that my, that my family counts on now. Nice. You know, like, they, my family knows if they ask me to do something that I'll, I'll do it for them. Responsible. Yeah. So, so do my, so do my friends. And like, that's, you know, that's, that's a gift. Cause I was not that way before. Right. And so you've come a long way since you got that giant pineapple tattoo on your back, eh? <laughs> that is not true. I don't. I don't. I don't have this. And why is it green? Pineapple yeah. green. And by the way, the, the word you were looking for was retaliate. Retaliate. Yes. We thank step you. on the toes of our fellows and we retaliate. And you're good. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you since we're doing this, since we're we're being we're talking about this um, topic, what about in with your wife, like in family? In your wife, like like in relationships with your wife. I'm not married. I, well, I have a well. No, the end. I'm gonna. I'll just shut up. Um, um, I'm not very good at relationships, so I'm not the one to talk on this. However, uh, what is your take on that? You're married, man. Happily. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty happy. Absolutely. Um, very happy. But um, yeah, I've I've been uh, recovery for me has been been a, a journey, not only like of of finding out who I am, you know, that discover and uncover uh, truths about myself. But I've also had to, to relearn how to, to, to be a partner, right? 
because um, I don't think I, I was, well, I don't think I wasn't a very good one for a long time. Um, so, you know, in recovery, uh, I've had to, you know, look at the way that I treat, treat my wife, my, my kids, my, my mom, my dad, not, not only just as it relates to my wife and, and start to realize like, you know, I know for sure when I first got sober, I was definitely wanted validation, right? And and that changed for me quite a bit after I did the steps. But I, I think I still look for for validation in unhealthy ways in some parts of my life. In your relationship? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like look, honey, I did the dishes. Yeah. Like now you should rub my feet. <laughs> no, I mean I'm, I'm not trying to trivialize it. No, but no, in, no. in um, honesty, like no, like like, like I I think you know. Uh, you know, as it, as it relates to recovery, I just bit my tongue good on one. <laughs> you <did? laughs> yeah. I just saved you trouble at home. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, no, like um, I I think after this podcast airs, Lacey's gonna call my phone and ask me. <laughs> <my wife. laughs> yeah, I think um, de- definitely with just doing things that I I'm supposed to be doing around the house, right? Do you look for recognition in that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that the exact same thing? Yeah. Isn't that just, yeah. isn't that looking for validation for doing what, like, does, don't I want validation if I'm telling everybody I'm 30 days sober? Yeah. I got it within myself. I'm happy that I'm sober. My objective is to be sober. The result of, the, the, the only true gift of being sober is a good life. But yet, I want you to notice, I want you to know. Yeah, but but I, you, you have to realize that, like, especially when you're you're young and you're sprouty like that, you're just... You, Oh, I'm not trying to downplay the merit yeah. of it. I, I, I'm all for it. You yeah. know what? Truthfully, I would tell you every single day going yeah. forward because uh, it is a beautiful gift. And I'm not downplaying the merit of that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, isn't that what we do? Oh, totally. By yeah. things that we're honestly doing. Yeah. You know? I think like, I used to do that in my relationships. It was certainly kind of the, the tit for tat and, you know, look how good of a partner I am and, and things like that. And now, similar to the relationship with my dad... I do it just for the sake of being a good partner. I'm not looking for that validation anymore. I'm not looking for that. What are you going to do for me? What are you going to give me? Because mm-hmm. I did all this. Um, it's and just a result of, of working those steps. I do that mm-hmm. because that's part of who I am and who I want to be and living those values. Right. But yeah, I mean, previous relationship, sure. It was all about, you know, if I give you this, what do I get in return? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the whole yin, the whole give and take, right? Right, so it's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I get it. That's that's like I was big time like that before I got sober, and now like for me, it's it's all about practicing awareness. Like you know, the big book tells us, right? You know, a much greater demonstration of these principles lies before us in our home, occupations, and affairs. Right, right. and that's where I that's where I see the the biggest challenges, um, and and the most learning really is. You know, my, my wife calls me out on my behaviors quite often, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And a Good lot of times, her. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Land your plane, boy, land your plane. A lot of times I'm so unaware of, you know, the way I'm being or how selfish I'm being in a certain moment. And and it, it makes you feel kind of stupid in the moment, but I, I appreciate it now because I'm, I'm dedicated to to my to my recovery, right? Yeah. And also to being a better person. And by, by the time she gets out of her mouth, I'm like, oh, geez, Dusty. And then, you know, I, I'll often, I'll have a conversation with you about it or I'll have a conversation with my sponsor about it and try to, uh, try to, you know, just do better the next time. But also, why am I acting like that, right? Right. Why am I looking for her to pat me on the back because I took the garbage out, which I was supposed to take That's out That's the question right? I'm asking, right? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Does it even make you feel any better when you get it? 
No, but no. but, but the Lacey, Lacey's tough, man. She doesn't <coughs> give it, right? Which I appreciate. Right. Yeah. Not maybe not in the moment, but afterwards I, I realize because like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to go forward and grow. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. I'm okay. down, man. Oh, good. Nobody okay. ever asked me nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if you're like I'll ask <laughs> no, everybody ask else me. or can I ask no, you something? Yeah. So All then right. you know when you look at codependency, right, in relationships and stuff, what's the fine line there? Before, am I seeking validation or am I codependent? Oh well, I mean that's yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I have a whole lot of history on codependency, <laughs> but the fact is I am a father of a, of an of active addict. So mm-hmm. I'm, the fact that I'm an active member of another fellowship that helps support me to healthy detach, uh, it kind of shows me that I do have a lot of uh, codependency um, um, dynamic features, right? Uh, uh, symptoms of, of that disease, right? Yeah. For sure. But I think a lot of us have that anyways, to a certain extent. I mean, it just depends on which ones are good. So society can determine which ones are healthy or not. And then I just determines which ones matter to me. Well, I mean, right? at the core, right? I think of all of us, not just addicts and alcoholics, but is that need to be loved. I totally agree. That 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 longing for connection. We talked about it in episode one about John Harry, about yeah. that about the sugar water and the heroin yeah. water. Yeah. You know, and about the, the, the opposite of addiction being connection. I yeah. mean, the fact is, when we're together, we're stronger and we thrive. And when we're alone, we don't. Now, if I'm with, uh, I if I'm with you and we're talking. That's fantastic. There's a connection and we're growing and we're thriving. But what about those times I'm in a room with 100 people and I still feel like I'm all alone and I'm the only one there? What happens then? And what if those 99 other people in that room are validating and clapping for me and saying, good job, but I'm not buying what you're selling? Because you don't feel it yourself. Because I don't feel it. So it really doesn't matter, right? You know what's funny is you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, ah, the things we need safety, to survive. Security, right. Yes. Right, so like your basics come first. Yeah. Obviously, you need food, water, shelter, all that stuff. And then you said like the safety. It's funny that um, love and belonging comes before self-esteem or self-actualization. Right on. So I need that connection with other people first before I can feel good about myself. And right. that's one of the things, you know, in the rooms, you hear people loved me until I was able to love, love myself. myself. Right. And why the fellowship is so important to right. us to, to get better, to have relationship with your sponsor. To, love it. Yeah. You know, to have uh, supports and friendships like the two of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with a bunch of you good people in my life. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think about my my early recovery, my early early sobriety, like my early days. I was so rooted in ego that I I couldn't I couldn't even understand that I didn't like who I was. Right? Imagine. It, Say it, that it, again. So I I was so I, my ego was so big. Right. Right. That I thought so much of myself that I didn't even know that I didn't like who I was oh, I right and, and, and the steps false the steps pride. helped me with false that, right? pride false pride, like, false pride. yeah, yeah. Right. that's what they told me behind that armor yeah wow. false pride with uh what did G, G say I had a extremely large ego with a false sense of pride and and very little self-esteem and, <laughs> and that was me right and to a T and when he said it as, as foggy as I was at that at that time I was like yeah <laughs> yeah hey, you, you know, nailed I, I it, it right yeah, yeah. Like but I it still took into- me a while I would go into like the diviest bars and the biggest holes in the wall so that I could feel better about myself. People go, what are you doing in a place like this? You know, <laughs> buy drinks for people and stuff just to make myself feel better because I didn't like myself and I didn't feel good. So I'd go to, you know, lower places, lower companions 
to kind of build myself up that mm. that false pride. See, yeah. see, I'm doing all right. I'm not as bad as these people, yeah. Yeah. but I'm I'm right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's always like for me. One of my 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 mask has always been like the exterior. Right? Yeah. You know, I got nice clothes on. I got my hair nice. I, I'm okay, right? And and if you walk past me on the street, you probably think he's okay, but like that, I'm dying on the inside, right? And I don't want you to know that though. Yeah. I, I I'm the guy in the room who walks in the room, hurting on the inside, you know. And uh, they say, "Hi, how, how's it going, Dusty?" And I'm like, "Great, great." You know, like why why would I do that? I don't know, right? But. Yeah. You know, it's not that way anymore. And now I can walk into the rooms and and say on here, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a sick guy and, mm-hmm. and I need help and and it's okay, right? It's yeah. okay because there's because a, we get it. Yeah, because because I'm a sick guy and I need help too. Yeah, right. And, and we do it together, right? Yeah, that's the amazing thing about the the, the fellowships. Where bad I'm news bears, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what, you know what I I hope you know talking about these issues. That's what I hope you know other people hear is that you know. Where you're not alone in the sense that you you know we're, we're struggling or or not necessarily struggling, but we're we're wading through the the waves, uh, just like anybody else, learning to to be better people, right? One one day at a time. I just learned a bunch. So you think I seek yeah. validation because I don't feel good about me? Right. If other people tell me I'm okay, you know maybe I am okay. But yeah. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Right. Right. That's it. So I have to fill that hole. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that was absolutely amazing. That was a cool episode. Yeah. You stumped me a couple times. I know, I know, I know I did. You, <laughs> is, were, you were a little off, but you didn't is, have your dictionary out. And is that my wife calling? Oh, yeah, it Uh-oh. is. It totally is. And I don't know why you're ashamed about the tattoo. It looks good. I mean, it's not that bad. It is not that big. It's, really it's a big. little big. It's big. It's big. what you guys are talking yeah. about. Well, sometimes That's it peaks it. out the top of your This t-shirt. episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say before we close out, um, a big shout out to our sound engineer, uh, Warren P, we got to thank uh, David D for our editing. We got to thank uh, Liam C for the intro, that beautiful, beautiful intro, and the strings played by his dad, uh, Lighthouse out of Canada. And uh, we got to thank our guest, Stacy. Woo woo! Stacy, thanks for coming. You know, and Last uh, minute. and I, and I got to thank Dustin always for bringing his dictionary to the game and uh, that beautiful tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Uh, see you next time, guys. Killing me today, Jay.